When I wrote that letter for Howard, I hoped it would get him a date. I never dreamed it would get him arrested for murder. I suppose I should tell you how Howard and I first met. I'd just stepped out of the shower one unseasonably warm February day when I heard a soft scratching at the front door, like a dog pawing to be let in. I slipped into my pink silk kimono and padded across the living room, fluffing my hair en route. I opened the door and saw that it was not a dog, but a human being, one of my clients, a first-timer. This one was a geeky guy with slicked-down hair and white socks, a veritable poster boy for pocket protectors. He stared down at my welcome mat, clearly embarrassed. It's $50 an hour, right? That's right, I said. I've never done anything like this before, he mumbled. That's okay. I said, ushering him inside. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Take off your jacket and relax. No, I'm not a prostitute. I'm a writer, which in Los Angeles is often the same thing. My name is Jane Austen. My mother is an Anglophile and a bad speller. And I run a writing service out of my apartment called This Pen for Hire. Catchy, isn't it? I used to come up with catchy names all the time back when I worked in advertising, before I woke up one morning and decided I no longer wanted to spend the rest of my life writing stories that ended in the words, void where prohibited by law. I write resumes, letters, brochures, and personal ads. Lots of personal ads. Maybe you've read my latest, Rap Papa Seeks Acrobatic Mama. I don't usually greet clients in a kimono, but Howard Murdoch was a full hour early for his appointment. He'd called me that morning, having read my ad in the yellow pages. He told me that he needed me to write a letter. I left him perched on the edge of a chair in the living room while I went to change into my official work clothes. Elastic waist pants and a t-shirt. I came out from my bedroom to find him still precariously balanced at the edge of the chair. One stiff wind and he'd be history. Come on, I said, leading him into my office suite, otherwise known as my dining room. Have a seat, I said, gesturing to the dining table. Howard started for a chair and I screeched in dismay. Hey, don't sit on my Prozac. I scooped my Prozac off the chair Howard was about to sit in and tossed her in the kitchen. She glared at me balefully, then got revenge by leaping on top of the dryer onto a pile of freshly folded laundry. I turned to Howard and smiled my most encouraging smile. So, you said over the phone that you wanted me to write a letter for you? He blinked, as if hearing this news for the first time. You did want me to write a letter, didn't you? He picked at a scab on his knuckle. That's right. What kind of letter? A consumer complaint? The airlines lose your luggage? I get a lot of those. No. He was staring down at my hardwood floors, avoiding my glance. Look, Howard, I can't write a letter for you if you don't tell me what it's about. He mumbled something to one of the grooves in my hardwood floor. It sounded something like lovetter. What? At last, he looked up at me. A love letter. I want you to write a love letter. The words, you have a girlfriend, shot out of my mouth before I could stop myself.
I mean, you have a girlfriend. How nice, I added quickly, hoping he hadn't noticed my momentary lack of couth. Not exactly. Oh, is it a boyfriend? Nothing wrong with that, not at all. No, no, it's a girl. It's just that she's not my girlfriend. In fact, I've never actually spoken to her, but I know that I love her with all my heart and soul. Oh, jeez. I smiled woodenly. My first stalker. So, tell me, who is she, this love of yours? He whipped out a ragged newspaper clipping from his wallet and thrust it at me. Her name, he said reverently, is Stacy.